right, so, so you know, the Shir Mitzvah Ben Adam Lechavir is usually Tuesday night, but uh, I wasn't able to, to do it Tuesday night. But I think, I mean, obviously it's Pashkach HaPratis, but I think it's pretty, a little bit more clear why uh, the Rav Hashem decided this Shir should be closer to Shabbos. So uh, the past few Mitzvahs that, we, that we've been doing since the beginning of the series, the beginning of the summer, we've been talking about Mitzvahs that revolve around loans, collecting uh, collateral for a loan, different details like that. So now, again, we're, we're sort of going with the order of the Chavetz Chaim and Sefer Avos Chesed. And so the next thing he talks about after the mitzvahs that we've been discussing until now is the mitzvah of Tashlumi Schar Sachir or Koivesh Schar Sachir, the mitzvah of paying wages to someone, to an employee, to pay the wages on time. To pay the wages on time. Again, it could be, you know, a person that's a full-time employee of someone or a babysitter that you hire to watch... Uh, you know, to watch the kids for a few hours. It's also an employee. And we're going to see that there's mitzvahs and there's uh, serious prohibitions about pushing off the payment. You know, obviously, if you're able to, and for whatever reason, for really no good reason, you just push it off for your own convenience. So we're going to see that's an iser. One has to, there's a mitzvah to pay on time. Okay, so what does this have to do with, uh, with Shabbos and being closer to Shabbos? That position we'll see. <clears throat> but just, you know, we'll, do, we'll go a little bit backwards. If you take a look at the last paragraph on the page. So this is uh, just sort of as, I guess, an intro to the sugya. So this is a, a paragraph. It's a piece from the Sefer Lukutei Torah from the Arizal, from Chaim Ital. So it's very interesting. Obviously, the Arizal was a big tzaddik, and he was makbid on all mitzvahs that he was able to fulfill. But we have every once in a while a, 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 few, a handful of mitzvahs that Chaim Ital goes out of his way to tell us that the Arizal was extra makbid on. Now, if the reason was extra makbid on these handful of mitzvahs, then it must be that these mitzvahs are connected with the very essence of who the reason was and what, we, what he was here in the world to do. So if you take a look at the bottom paragraph, so he says like this, it's a, it's, By the way, it's a fascinating thing because the entire period of time, he spoke about the Shavuos night, right? The entire period of time that Rechaim Vital had, was, was with the Arizal, was 18 months. And it's amazing. When you go through the Kisveri, you'll find there's so many, like, like different types of scenarios that the Rizal experienced during those 18 months that sort of covered all the different things, you know, whether it be weather-related things or, you know, uh, things that got in the way of Minyanim or what to do in different situations. Like, you know, it, it was just like a crazy 18 months that all sorts of strange things happened and giving Rechem the opportunity to, you know, to learn from it. So it's just like this, Ben Yitzchar Sacher, when it came to the Rizal paying wages to employees, we know that Rizal did have a store in Svats. He had like a, like a grocery store or something. I don't know how long he spent in that shop, but for the first half a year or so that he was in Eretz Israel, he definitely was the shopkeeper over there. Probably once he was discovered as the Rizal, they probably didn't make him do it. I don't know, but he was definitely a shopkeeper. So Mustami had employees that he had to pay. So Benin Schar Sacher, when it came to paying wages, Hayimai Rizal Nizar Ladover Guzma. He says the Rizal was, was mocked on this to pay on time. Guzman is an exaggeration, like to an extreme. He was very makbid to pay his employees on time. Now this might not be such a big deal for us, but for the reason, he would push off Davini Mincha until he paid the wages on time. It's like, uh, you know, I guess he was usually Davini Mincha a little bit early. He would push off Davini Mincha until he paid his wages. Maybe we'll see, maybe it's relevant why Davka Mincha is the example. We'll see. And sometimes he would, he would push off Mincha all the way till Shkia in order to pay his wages on to, to the workers. And by the way, says Rechaim Vital, he was even in situations where Al-Pi Halacha, he could have got, gotten away with pushing things off. He didn't have money to pay. He didn't have any cash available. So we're going to see some Halachas tonight. If a person doesn't have any money, so uh, you, you, know, you don't have to start selling your property in order to pay, to pay your workers. You could wait until you have cash. But the Arizal, even in situations where he didn't have any 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 uh, any cash to pay, still, he would start borrowing money and trying to get things from all sorts of places, until he was able to pay his workers. And then he would only dav mincha, and he would say, "How could I dav in Tashem?" And I have such a mitzvah that, that came my way to pay workers on time. I'm not going to fulfill that mitzvah. So let's see, it was too chashiv to him to pass up. And not only that, so I have an, a huge opportunity to do a big mitzvah, which the result is sort of saying is even more chashiv than davening mincha on time. 
And second of all, I can't face Hashem and Davening if I haven't yet paid my workers. So that's what the reason we're doing. So again, it, we, this type of language, the, the reason was mocked on something ad guzma, to almost an exaggerated degree, I don't recall such a lotion anywhere in the Kisveri regarding any mitzvah except for this. So it's, uh, it's something extraordinary. So clearly there is was Machbet about this, so we have to figure out what this mitzvah is. Why is it, maybe just to try to understand a little bit why it's connected to Rizal, and Sephis, the same with Mincha, right? That's like the example. They pushed, even pushed Mincha off. Okay, so where's this all coming from? So if you take, go back on top of the page, so there are, there are, there's a number of psukim, there's, you know, generally speaking, like three psukim in Chumash that talk about this mitzvah of paying a worker on time. So, okay, we're going to go a little bit out of order. We're going to see number two and number three. Number one, we'll go back to a little bit later. So two psukim that we're going to see, one's in Sefer Yikr and one's in Sefer Tvarim, talking about this Indian. And the two psukim are talking about two different scenarios, as we'll see in a second from Chazal, but they all boil down to the same idea. It says like this, Pasuk in Vayikra says, Do not hold on to your employees' wages overnight until the morning. In other words, as we'll see in a second, this Pasuk is talking about a scenario where the workers are, they, they have the right to be paid, they should be paid at night, and you have the money, obviously. So says the Pasuk, don't wait until the morning. If they're owed money at night, then you pay them that night. Says the Pasik Maramak number three, the Pasik in Devarim. Pay your workers the that on the day, in other words, the day that they're owed. Don't wait till sunset. So this Pasik, as we'll see in a second, according to Chazal, is talking about the opposite scenario. Your workers, the de- the deadline, you know, when they're uh, you know owed their money is by the daytime. So over here the Pasik says, pay them during the daytime before nightfall comes. So again, these are the two psukim. One Pasik says, pay them before sunrise. And one Pasik says, pay them before sunfall. And so the Gemara interprets this idea that if your employees are, if the time when they finish their work, that they're owed money, it's, uh, you know, if it's during the day, night shift, the, night shift or day shift, right? That's what you do. So you pay whatever the, whatever, whenever they finish working, that time period, the next time period that they're done, so that's when you pay them. We'll see how the Gemara puts it down. So in Marwaka number four, the Gemara interprets this. So this is all a sugi in Bamitzia, Dav Kufyud, Kufyad Aleph, and it's a Simon Shulchanarch in Chayshin Mishpat, Shin Lamates. That's where it is. And so tonight, you know, usually the way we do the shear is like one shear is like on the practical halachas of it, and one shear is more of like the lamdis of it. So tonight's going to be the practical halachas. We'll see. So there's a Gemara Bamitzia just to sort of interpret these psukim we just saw. Ton Rabbanim. Says more like this. In halacha, the terminology is like this. There's a schir yoyim. Back in the day, there was such a thing. A schir means that he's hired to work during the daytime. His hours are day labor. Sunrise, sunset. He shows up to work at sunrise, and he leaves at sunset. That's when his day is. That's called a schir yoyim. And then you can have a schir laila, someone that's employed from sunset to sunrise. And so if you have a schir yoyim, right, a day laborer, it means that when do you have to pay him? When his shift is done, when his day is done, when is his day done? By sunset. Again, he works during the day. A schir laila, when do you have to pay him? When he's finished working, which is at the end of night, by the day. So it says like this, How do we know that if you have a schir yaim, a person that works, he's a day laborer, he's a day worker, so his, his, the, the time of his wages kicks in when he finishes working, which is the beginning of, sun, uh, beginning of nighttime. So how do I know? That, the, that your, your window to fulfill your obligation properly is to pay him that first night time, when he finishes working. So Tom Alemer says the Gemara, that's the Maramaka number two, that's the first Pasuk, don't hold this, your workers' pay, wages until sunrise. In other words, pay him that first night, that first night that he, that he finished his job, you know, the, at sunset. Okay, says the Gemara in the reverse. When I in the Sechir Laila, how do you know that if you have a schir laila, again, a person that's employed the entire nighttime, and now he's, once sunrise comes, now he's, now he's deserving to, give, to be paid, so then you have to pay him during the rest of that day. That's your window. That's the next pasuk in Marmaka number three, pay him during the day, and that's referring to a person that's been working all night. Right? So that's the, that's the idea of the pasuk. <coughs> now, the, the Gemara is interpreting this book in a very extreme case. One guy is working literally all day, 
and then you pay him the following night, right? Or he's working literally all night, and then you have to pay him the following day, right? What about a more reasonable scenario, especially nowadays, where it's not literally all day or all night? It's a few hours. And the hours happen to be during daytime, or happens to be during nighttime. So says the Shulchan Aruch like this, and Maramokka number 5 again, just to get through some of the details. So the Shulchan Aruch writes, again, Let's say you have a worker that's being hired for just a few hours. So it's not all day, literally, or all night, a few hours. So says the Shulchan Aruch, basically it boils down to when, when he's deserving of getting paid, when his shift is done, or when the hours are up, is it daytime or is it nighttime? Whatever, whatever period of time he's in when, you, when he's owed the money, till the end of that period, that's when you have to pay him, right? So if, if, his, if his day is over, so to speak, if his hours are in and it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon, so you have to pay him from 2 o'clock in the afternoon till sunset. That's the time of payment, whatever the, whatever the, the first kufa is, you know? And if he's working at night and his, and his day is, you know, his, his work is over 2 in the morning, so you pay him somewhere between 2 in the morning and sunrise. So it's not, you know, so that's the idea. Whenever, whenever his work is over, if it's during the daytime, then you have until the end of the day. If it's during the nighttime, it's until the end of the night. That's the halacha. So says the Shulchan Aruch, he just puts it down. Schir shois, if a person is hired to work for X amount of hours. Im if the hours are finished and it's still daytime. So yesh tashlam kol hayayim. Then you have till the end of the day to pay him. And if, let's say, the hours are finished and it's middle of the night, so Yesha Tashim then you have the rest of the night to pay him. So that's how it works. Again, the Gemara was talking about a more clear case where it's like literally all day and then the wages kick in the beginning of the night. So that's the entire night. Or he's working all night and the wages kick in in the morning and then you have the rest of the day. But the point is, whatever time period you're in when the wages kick in, when the, when the right to be paid starts, it's till the end of that tukufa, whether it be day or whether it be night. And then what happens afterwards? Like you're and then you're in violation of these prohibitions. No, but after that, from then and on, you're not... Ah, ah, so we're going to... Ah, so, so, so that's exactly what the Gemara talks about. So take a look at Marmokka number 7. Uh, okay, so, um, but, you know, hold on, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. No, no, it's a good, it's a good point. So, again, just, what we know so far is that once that demarcation point comes and you did not pay your workers, then you're now in violation of these prohibitions. What Ellie's asking is, okay, so that means like every, so now, and ongoing, you're constantly in violation of these prohibitions, or it's a one-time deal, so we're going to see about that in a second. But one other detail, until now we've been talking about, again, you're hired for a 12-hour period, or X amount of hours, what's a, let's say guys, uh, what's, what's more common these days, a person's employed, ongoing, and he, uh, he gets paid every, you know, every couple months, every six, whatever, however the, the deal is, but it's not like hours, technically, and it's not day shift or night shift. So how do we function, how do we deal with this in a more practical setting? So the Shulchan Aruch continues. In Marmokka number 6, Sechir Shabbos. Let's say a person is not hired by the day or by the hour, he's hired for the week. Or Sechir Chaydesh, or you hire him for his, you know, his, uh, his uh, for the month, he's hired for the month. Or Sechir, or Sechir Shana, or he's an employee for an entire year and he's not getting paid until the end of the year. Or Sechir Shavua, or theoretically, let's say he's, a, he's an employee for seven years. Whatever the number is. Yetzeh Bayayim, Gaiva Kol Hayayim. Yetzeh Balayla, Gaiva Kol Aisei Whatever the deal is that you make with your employee in terms of when he should get paid, whenever that point is, if it's daytime, if that's when his right kicks in, then you have to the end of that day. If the deal is made that it, that it comes out that his right to get paid is at night, then that's what it is. So it depends on the business, depends how on the contract, whatever the case may be. If a person put in a legal date, then I, you know, theoretically it might depend on you know if you're going with if it's legal in terms of like the non-Jewish world, then a day technically you know a calendar day would begin you know at midnight. If the we'll see in a second you know if if what if the employee it, it's understood that the business is is closed at night, so it's probably not reasonable for him to think that he's going to get paid at 12 o'clock midnight, you know, so we're going to see about that in a second. But in theory, whenever the, you know, the contract says he's supposed to be paid, if that's, if that, if that point in time is, an, is nighttime, then it's that night. If it's day, then it's that day. Again, we'll see some of the heterim soon. That's the idea. Why is it, Tyler, it, 
why is it totally in, in, in this the stuff there? It's not like the the, the Bala buys has to pay him. It's just Yesh Lo Tashma. Like the Gemara and the Halakha keeps talking about puts yeah. it on the. So we're going to see about that in a second, because one of the stipulations is, as we'll see, is that these prohibitions only exist if the employee asks for his wages. We're going to see about that. He's owed, listen, the guy, the guy puts in his work, he's owed the money. But these halachas, as we're going to see, is only true when the, when the employee actually goes to the employer and asks for the wages. So it's up to him to really make this kick in. We're going to see in a second about that. Uh-huh. That's probably what it's trying to hint to, but we'll see. Time-based, not um, uh, project-based. So, so we're going to see about that too. What types of employees are we talking about? Right now, it's pretty open-ended. So, we'll have to see about that as well. Okay, but let, let one, but one other nakuda that that Ellie mentioned. Okay, so what happens if Chas the employer, is is uh, negligent and he and he crosses that uh, barrier of time and he and he and he doesn't pay? So now what? He keeps on building up uh, prohibitions. So it's like this. The Gemara said in Marmok number seven, there's a Gemara about Mitzia, again, also in Kufyud. The Gemara says like this, Mimash If you go back to, to, to the second Pasuk, so the Pasuk says like this, the Gemara like pulls it pulls it apart. Don't hold on, don't, uh, we'll translate like this, don't hold on to your employees' wages with you until the morning. But says the Gemara like this, the word sullen, the word sullen in Tanakh means like to hold on, don't hold back. But the word sullen always indicates holding back something overnight. The word sullen comes from Rilina, which means to sleep. So it's like don't hold this overnight. So says the Gemara, once it says, don't hold back wages, with the word sullen, it already, the infer- it's clear that it means overnight. So what does it have to say then, ad biker until the morning? It says don't, don't keep it overnight, which obviously means until the morning. So what's being added by Ad Biker? So it says the Gemara like this, It says already, which already means don't hold back wages overnight. So I know already, it means until the morning. So what does it have to say, these extra words, Ad Biker? says the Gemara, These extra words are telling you, Ad Biker means that the only time you're in violation of the prohibition just mentioned, of is Ad Biker, until that morning. That's the only time you're going to be in violation of this. She'en oiver el Ad Biker rishin bulvat. That you're only in violation of this prohibition the first time. The first time you pass over that time zone. You know, whether it be day or night, but when you pass over that time zone of when you're supposed to pay and you didn't, that's when you're in violation of this and uh, you have to do tshuva for that. Mikan ve'elech, but beyond that point, the prohibition doesn't apply. There is no prohibition, it's a one-time deal. So says the Gemara, though, Mikan so now, so he just gets away with it if he's, you know, willing to like close his eyes and, you know, hold his breath and, and you know, jump in, God forbid, to get over that line. So now uh, there's nothing that could happen now. I mean, he's still, the guy's still owed the money monetarily, but in terms of like, you know, love and, and so on, there's nothing. So it, it was always a chayf. I mean, technically, we're, again, there's, there's two, that's what we're going to see, truth is, we're going to see this more next week. Is this a chayshin mishpat concept? Or is this an Isser Veheter concept? In other words, there's no question that an employee is owed month, is owed his wages. And in theory, if the employer is not paying him, he could take him to best. I mean, there's no, that's, that, that's, that's a monetary issue. So the question is, is the nature of this halacha, we're going to see this more next week, just to, just to think about it though. Is the nature of this halacha within that right of Chesh Mishma? In other words, the employee always has a right to get his page, uh, to get his wages, but there's something about that first time period, whether it be day or night, that he has more rights to demand his wages. And we'll see some of the differences maybe next week. You know that he, the, there might be some if if this side of the argument is correct that it's a monetary. It's like the, the Rabbanu Shalom is giving extra power to the employee and more monetary rights to the employee during that first slot. If that's true, we're going to see next week what are some of these benefits that he could use, like how could he use this to his, uh, you know, to his benefit practically. The other argument you can make is that this is not a chayish mishpah halacha, this is between the employer and God. Happens to be you need an employee involved, but this is a, this is an issue between the employer and the rabbanu shloylam. He has to pay his worker, and it's true the worker has monetary rights 
and he has claims against the employee, against the employer, but his claims are not any stronger during this first time period. What's going on during this first time period? It's one of the alchets that the employer is going to have to mention on Yom Kippur, but it's not uh, it's not a momentistic, uh, it's not a choshe mishpat halach, it's not a it's not an added tviya, an added koyach that the employer that the employee has. So that's that's a shell we'll speak about next week. It doesn't just have to be a question of friendship, but it's yeah. like the English and so on. You probably may not, not just, why can't we right. say that? So it could, see, but even if it's been adam l'chaveroi, I'm saying even starker, that uh-huh. even if it's been adam l'chaveroi, it's actually a monetary right. No, you can't say if a person, if a person, if 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 if, two, if one yid says lashonar against the other, so certainly he did something wrong between man and man. But it's not like Shimon can now sue him. Like we don't have that idea. It's attached, but, but it's not just you avoked me, and this love is that you avoked me, and it's 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 not only that we could be in you and a kodesh baruch who's like. You know, person is supposed to get paid, and when you don't pay him that day, it's an avla that's avla Right. But the question is, can the can the employee use this lav to sort of give him extra legal rights in demanding uh, the funds like from the, the right? That, that's the yeah, that, it's a chayshemish, but like a kaychatvia. We're going to see next week examples of this. And, 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 and what about the second question? So it'll be the same idea. In other words, Chazal understood that that oh, so biker applies to both. Yeah. Yeah. But after this payment period that he's supposed yeah. to pay him, is there anything qualitative between that and a regular hoe that you borrowed money from someone? Like, do, do I owe you more because you did the work? It's just monetary, so it's like a hoe? Inter- no, there will be there wouldn't be anything different necessarily. There might be something different during that initial slot. That we'll see next week. But mamish converts just like a debt. Yeah. Yeah. There's different types of debts. So this is this is, uh, this is not going away during uh, Shemitah. No. No, it doesn't but go away that, so there's still, different types. But, but just, yeah, yeah, but that's what we're going to see next week, that it could be during that initial time, the initial slot where these laven apply, it's not just a lav, it could be added like schusim that the employee gets, and we'll see about that. So, so Laitol and Laitolva essentially have the same drush. Yeah, okay. in, in this drush, we're going uh, yeah. to see an example soon of not like that, but this drush uh-huh. has all understood to be the same. So it says the Gemara, Mekan Ve'elachmai, so what happens after that initial slot? So now he's scot free, like what happens? So it says the Gemara Amarav. So Rav says there is there's no longer a biblical prohibition every single day, but there is a I guess Darbanan or from Tana, from Nach prohibition that that exists. Over Mishom Baltisha, he's in violation of this new idea of Baltisha, which is not to push off wages. Says the Gemara, what does that mean? Amarav Yosef, Micra, what's the source of this new rabbinic? rabbinic uh, prohibition that kicks in after the derice is done. So it says, my cross, so it's a Pasuk in Mishle. Al don't tell your friend, leich v'shov, umacher etain. Don't tell your friend, go back and come tomorrow, I'll give you your money tomorrow. V'yeshitcha, when you have the funds to pay him today. So it's a Pasuk in Mishle. So in Mishle, you might think, okay, it's a nice, it's telling you something ethical and moral. It says, well, no, that, that's, that's a derabonan, that's a prohibition. In other words, there's a derisive prohibition that's in that first time period, and beyond that, it's a pasuk in Mishle, so it's a little bit lesser s- severity, but uh, but there is a derabanan in that. Okay, fine. So those are the those are the chumras. You know, those are the halachas. Now let's see some of the more some of the kulas involved and when these halachas apply. So you see what I mean. Marmach number eight says the Shulchan Aruch. Again, all these things in Shulchan Aruch, by the way, it's it's rooted in the Gemara, but you know we're just going to get to the bottom line. So Shulchan Aruch again in Shin Lamates if Yud. Now this is this is this is a, a huge hatter that uh, that an employer, not saying he should use it, but this is definitely a hatter that that would would probably cover most scenarios or many scenarios. Ein valabayis over Mishum Baltolin says the Shulchan Aruch. This prohibition of whether it be Baltolin or or whatever the pasuk is, the obligation to pay on time, is elam kain tovay hasachir. It's like I mentioned. It's only if the employee actually goes and asks for his wages. Even if the contract says he's he's owed, and monetarily speaking, bezdin bezdin wise, it kicks in immediately. But this prohibition is only true when the employee has to go through the process of literally asking to get paid, and still the employee does the employer doesn't. That's when the prohibition is. Another, but if let's say the employee doesn't ask, I or another hatter, let's say the person did ask the employer for wages, but the employer did not have any cash available. 
right? So those scenarios, then he's not in violation. So says the Shulchan to be in violation, you have to have two conditions met. The employee has to ask, and the employer has to have funds available to pay. Okay. Is no hundred percent of lifneiver. That's an interesting question. Would it be lifneiver if he if he if he if he if he's thinking that the employer is gonna gonna push him off? I hear. Even if he has the money, you're saying. In other words, if let's say the employee thinks, the employee knows that the employer has the money, but he knows his personality and figures that he's probably going to drain a cup. So it would it be lift? What? He has to know that he's. Yeah, because other. Yeah, if. If he's asked. Right. So if if he if the if the employer is a decent like if the if the employee has no reason. To think that the employer is going to push him off, then uh, you know, then I don't think there's an issue with that. If he knows the employer, maybe from previous history, then he can never ask for it. Then he can never right. So 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 then so then when is he going to let? It's a good it's a good shot. I hear. Okay, I have to think about that more. To think about that more because it's interesting. The Pesukim don't bring that up. I'm not that I I don't know. I can't say I've seen everything, but. Okay, I have to think about that. It might have to do with um, it might have to do with what we're talking. Well, we'll t- see next week whether this is an iser hetter thing or a chayshim mishpat thing. If it's a chayshim mishpat thing, <coughs> then it's hard. It's hard to see that a right that the Torah gave him, he's not allowed to um, to use. Um, I have to think about it more. That's it's a good shail. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. So those are the two things. So again, so you have to ask, and the employee and the employer has to have funds. The question is, what does it mean having funds? Like, mamish. So obviously, if he has cash, he has cash. Whatever. Uh, what, does he have to start selling things? I mean, what, 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 what's the deal? So if you take a look at Marmok number nine, a little bit more detailed. So the Sefer Avos Chesed from the Chavetz Chaim. So the Chavetz Chaim uh, talks about this a little bit more. So he says like this: So the Chavetz Chaim brings down that the Shitu Mekubetzes in Bav Metziah brings down from the Ritva, from one of the Sfarad Shrishayim. So the Ritva says like this, if let's say the employer doesn't have any any funds, any, ca- any cash to pay, but he says, but let's say the employer does have, have, have let's see, in this, he, the example he was giving was food. He has food or, 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 or items that, that he's planning on selling. So he's planning on selling them, he just wasn't planning on selling them right now, he was waiting till whenever he had time. So he doesn't have any cash, but he has merchandise that he was planning on selling. Says the Ritva, That's called having funds. So even if you're not planning on selling them now, you want to wait till uh, a more opportune time, whatever it is, you have to sell whatever you're planning on selling in order to have uh, cash available to, pl- to pay employees. Huh? You can pay. So that, that's, that's, a, that's a Shiloh that, that, that the Gemara talks about Baba Kama. If... <coughs> if anything that's shavakesa, if anything that's of value, you can theoretically pay a worker. So, in theory, there's halachas about that. That it's uh, under certain conditions, you would be able to pay your employee anything, right? So you can pay him the merchandise. Again, there there are certain types of merchandise that you can't. So then you would have to sell that, you know, to get the money. But uh, but the point is that that says the But things that you're planning on selling, then you then you have to sell. You're able to sell it. So, in other words, number one, what you see from the language, though, of the Ritva is that it's only merchant things that you were planning on selling. So the guy has, you know, he doesn't have any fun, any cash, but he has, a, he has a whole house full of stuff, you know, or he has real estate, you know. He wasn't thinking of selling that. That you don't have to do. Things that you were going to anyway, you just weren't doing it now. Then you, but th- you don't have to go out of your way to sell things that you weren't planning on. But says, says the, the Chavetz Chaim like this, Venera, this is already the Chavetz Chaim talking, Deim yochel lil vice. <coughs> let's say, let's say you're able to borrow money. You're able to, the, the employer is able to borrow money to pay his employees. So says the Chavetz Chaim That the Chavetz Chaim says he would be obligated to do. We'll see. Obligated is maybe a little bit strong. He 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 should do it. It's interesting. 
I didn't quote it over here, but the Chavetz Chaim explains that he, the Chavetz Chaim explains that this is, I can't say says the Chavetz Chaim that he's obligated to borrow money, but the Chavetz Chaim puts it in the category of like wearing tzitzis. So you don't have to wear tzitzis every day, but if you wear a four-cornered garment, then you are now obligated in tzitzis. And the Gemara says that a person should go out of his way to do it because it's something that, that can be done and it's a, it's a good thing. If you have the opportunity to obligate yourself in a mitzvah, you should do so. Says the Chavetz Chaim, the guy doesn't have any cash, so he's not obligated to pay his weight, to pay the employee. But if he can borrow money, then now he's obligated. So says the Chavetz Chaim, it's kedai to make yourself obligated with every mitzvah, you're, it's a kedai to make yourself obligated to then have to do it. So the same thing over here, he would, it, it would be recommended for him to borrow money and then put himself in the situation of having to pay. To fefill this mitzvah of paying wages. Yeah, it's counted as a separate assay. Yeah, yeah, so it's not just a love. Ubefrat, now the Chavetz Chaim says even more so, if the employee is, is poor, and then by paying him on time, you're helping him out. First, he's an employee, but maybe he's also, uh, he, he needs the funds. So all the more so you should go out of his way to do it. Then for sure, then for sure, it's chesed then, and you know, a lot of other mitzvahs as well. That's the halacha. Okay. <clears throat> One other nakuda, which um, I think Isaac mentioned, what type of employee, what type of wages are we talking about? Just any time the person is owed money for anything, or you have to, that you owe money for something, what does that mean? So says the Shulchan Aruch like this, again, it's in the first sif of the simon. Echad schar adam, behema Says the Shulchan Aruch, this Allah applies to someone that you have to pay because of work that they've done with their body. Was the, again, a worker, even a, like I said, a babysitter. Or <coughs> wages that you're, that you're owed <coughs> because of an animal. So let's look at if I if I rented a person's horse, right? So, so I now owe him wages. Not necessarily because of any work that he physically did, but work that his animal did for me. So that's also called wages, or says the or a kalim, or or thing. I rented his car, or uh, whatever the case may be. Kalim vessels. That's also he didn't put in the work, but his object did. All these things are under this this umbrella of of paying a a, a worker, and you have to pay on time. Avil says the shulchan aruch but rent for a, for a, for a building for a house for for real estate. Says the Shulchan Aruch, Yesh Mishar Mishain Over there, those that say that you're not in violation. So this violate this prohibition only applies to something that's detached from the ground, not the ground itself. So, if he's working for me, or he's working through his animal, or he's working through his kalim, those are under this prohibition. If he's working for me through his karka, through his uh, real estate, then it doesn't apply. Says the Shulchan Aruch. Now, why is that? So the source of this is based on one of the psukim before. If you take a look at Maramukim number two, so it says, it says, um, no, I'm sorry, uh, Maramukim number one. If you take a look at Maramukim number one, so there's a, a third pasuk we didn't we didn't yet see. So the pasuk says it's a pasuk in Dvarim. Okay, Asher Bar Dramatic effect. Okay. Means don't hold back the wages of a poor person that's in your country, that's in your land. So, what the what the Shulchan Aruch is coming from is that this pasuk is talking about the halacha that we've been talking about. And so, why does it specify poor a poor worker that is not for now? Because this halacha applies to even if the you know the person that you're renting. You know, the car from is a wealthy person. He's still your employee in a certain sense. He's working for you through his car. But why does it say, so that's not for now why it says Ani, but why does it say Baratzecha in your land? This is not a narrative of the Galacha. This applies everywhere. So the drush of the Shulchan is coming from is that it means this Halacha applies to anything that's within your land, meaning, but not land itself. Anything that's in the land, that's contained in the land, but not the land itself. And that's this halacha that the Shulchan Aruch says. So whether it be you know rent on 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 on, on kalim and behemis, it's all included, but not real estate itself. Okay, that's the Shulchan Aruch. <coughs> yeah, we're talking about right. So he's he, 
the, per, the employee that's working could be working the land of the employer. But he's, the, the employee, right, the employee is getting the funds because he, to, he, he physically worked. The, 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 the landlord is getting the funds because his land worked, right? That, 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 then this prohibition doesn't apply if, if the work was done by the land, you know, that's the idea. Huh? Rent, yeah, yeah, rent. It's land. It's, it's, it's a house, but it's Mechubar Lekarka. This is Yid. This is Yid. Between no, an employee... Like, like Yid to Yid? Or yid like, to Yid. Yid to Yid. yid, to yid? So technically the prohibitions won't apply, but, uh, you know, then you Kiddush Hashem and, and just Menshel Kite. What about the, 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 the mitzvah? The so the mitzvah is not going to apply, you know. It's going to... It's only for Yid, but but still, like I said, you know, it's still... Uh, it's a good meter to have. So that's the Shulchan Aruch's opinion. Now the Gra the Gra says like this: Vuhutemua says the the Vilna Gaon in his commentary to Shulchan Aruch on this halacha that 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 for rent for for kark or or homes, real estate, and so on, this this prohibition doesn't apply. Says the Vilna Gaon: Vuhutemua tzapella. The Zal leave the Tana de Brisa. This drasha that I mentioned from the Shulchan Aruch that it's bar tzecha, but not land itself. That's based on a Brisa that the Gemara records. Avol Tana de Masnisin, but the Gra says if you take a look at the Gemara. How the Gemara figures this out is not for now, but the Gemara figures out that the Mishnah disagrees with that drasha from the Brisa, and the Mishnah holds that the way we know other types of wages, whether it be animals or kalim, is not from the word Bartzecha, which would then minimize real estate. It's from the other Pasik in Maramaka number two, Laisolan Pula Sachir Itcha. Don't hold back wages by you until the morning. What's Itcha? So the Gemara, the Mishnah Darshan's Itcha means. Anything that's itcha, whether it be wages that you owe that the guy that the guy is owed because he worked, wages that that you owe him because his animal worked, his kalim worked, or for that matter, his real estate worked. So says the Vilna Gaon, the drasha, whether or not real estate is going to be included is going to be dependent on what's the source of how we know animals are included, and utensils are included. If the source for animals and cars and so on is from the word barzicha. Then that includes all those things, but it minimizes the land itself. If this, and that's how the Brisa learns, which is very nice for the Brisa. That's not how we paskin, says the Grah. If you learn the Mishnah, the Mishnah says, "I know animals and kalim because the word itcha, itcha includes everything." Well, then that includes land itself. So it says the Vilna Gaon, Halacha this would apply also to paying rent as well. That it, that the rent should be paid. But again, now it's it's only again like we said before. It's if you if the person has the funds to pay the rent. Number one. And number two, the the landlord asks for the rent. Then, according to the Vilna Gaon, the prohibition would apply. But here's the Nakuda. Interestingly enough, in Marmaka number 11, so the Avis Chesed, the Chavetz Chaim, is going on this Chiddush of the Vilna Gaon, and he says like this, says the Chavetz Chaim, but according to the Vilna Gaon, it will come out of Chiddush, which is that lo yenoig isra halona schar karkois Rak im kolazman pulasan besayf hayoyim oy belayla the shaychal zehalav de balsolin says the Chavetz Chaim an interesting point which you could disagree with but the Chavetz Chaim makes this point that if the Vilna Gaon is telling us that the way I know all these other you know things are included in in this prohibition from the word itcha which was in Marmokin number two that pasuk was talking about a worker that's owed wages. Like, like f- f- at night time and you have until that morning says the Chavetz Chaim and that's the Pasuk that the Vilna Gaon says includes having to pay for real estate having to pay rent for a house or for uh, farmland or whatever the case may be says the Chavetz Chaim it's the other Pasuk of talking about having to pay wages during the daytime that's the word Baratzecha so says the Chavetz Chaim maybe the Brisa and the Mishnah are not necessarily disagreeing with each other there's two different lav. There's a lav that's one lav is talking about when you have to pay a guy at night, and one lav is talking when you have to pay the guy during the day, and so each lav has its own, you know, system. The the, the when you have to pay the work, the pay the guy during the day. That's the that's the that's the first pasuk that's talking. Then then the pasuk uh, is baartzicha, right? Which would be baartzicha would mean that's how you know animals and kalim, but not real estate. When the Pasuk of Idcha includes real estate, that's talking about what? That's talking about having to pay the guy at night. Loisolin, Pula Sachir Idcha, Ad Boiker, that's talking about at night. So says the Chavetz Chaim Echidish, 
but maybe we could go like the Vilna Gain, but that's only, but the, but but even according to the Vilna Gain, that the that the that the uh, the, the the rent, the, you know, the guy has to pay the rent for the house or whatever the piece of property is to the landlord, but the prohibition is only going to be when the contract is made in such a way that he has to pay at night, that the, that the time of of the, the rent kicks in at night time, and then he has the rest of the night because that's the pasuk of itcha. But if the contract is made that the wages are owed during the day, or that's when the landlord, you know, demands of it during the daytime, well then you're not coming on that Pasuk of Leisolen. Then the only Pasuk to rely on is going to be the first Pasuk of Baartzicha, which minimizes land itself. So that's the Chiddush of the Chavetz Chaim, that this Chumrah of the Vilna Gain, that land itself you have to also, you're including this obligation, this prohibition, but it's only going to be when you, when, when the window is a nighttime, you know, slot. That's going to be... Not that I know of. Not that I know of. Yeah, that's I said. You could you could make a, make a point, just like we said before, because the word ad biker, right, which said that the prohibition only exists that first time period, and moving on, there's no derais anymore. That was also a pasuk talking about at night, and we didn't have that remez anywhere else. But it's assumed that that limitation applies everywhere. So why would the you know? So it's, it's you know. So clearly in that case, Chazal understood that that drasha applies to everything. For some reason, the Chavetz Chaim felt that this drasha of the Vilna Gain of Itcha you know, that includes real estate would only be to that particular pasuk, which is talking about paying a worker at night. Okay, I don't know, you know, that's, uh, that's what Chavetz Chaim says. That's how the Chavetz Chaim is coming from it, yeah, yeah. It's really one lava. It's not counted as two lava, So, yeah, no, so technically in, in, in Sefer Mitzvah, it's only, I think it's only counted as one. I would have to double check. I think it's only counted as one, but in terms of the Prate Dinim, that's how the whole time is like looking at it, like you know, you sort of divide it up. Yeah, like I said, you could definitely make that argument. I'm not sure he doesn't. He doesn't really. He, he's not marach in this. He sort of just makes the point and moves on. So I'm not sure 100. percent But that's how uh, the Chavetz Chaim puts it. Um, okay, I mean, there's a couple more details in Shulchan Aruch. So maybe we'll see. You know, um, okay, there's a couple other other you know irregularities in this halacha that maybe next week we'll see also, but. Okay, so that's that's halacha. But uh, now let's get a little bit to the panemius of, of what's going on in this mitzvah. So we have a you need know, paying a worker on time. Let's remind ourselves, right? That reason was makbar on this very much. to push off mincha. So in Marmaka number twelve. So this is also from Lakute Torah from that reason on Parshas Kedoshim. That's uh, one of the pesukim. So biyometitin schara, yeah. So it says to pay your wage, pay your employer on time during that day. Biyometitin schara. Said there is a Rashitavis Shabbos. Right, it pays tough shin. That's Rosh Hashanah Shabbos. What was Shabbos? He says like this. So he says like this. Again, we've had we had an example of this by um, with, uh, uh, with 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 uh, collecting collateral. That the we work for Hashem. We work for Hashem. So we're we're employees. We're employees. The Gemara even says such a thing that. Uh, the Tamid Chavim are called Zchir Yoyim. They work during the day, they put in their hours in learning. So, no, the halach is, that a person, it's not a chasir shavuot, this is the Rizal. A person works, and the Rabbanu Shalom has to pay back. So, how does a, what, so he says like this, a person does mitzvahs during the week. The Iker Zchar, like we said on a, on a global level, right? That, that, you know, Right, that our avoid is to work today. What does it mean? Lamachar means Yom Shikula Shabbos. The Shabbos always represents the Schar, right? Misha Tarach Bar Shabbos is Yerichel Shabbos. So, said the result. Technically, though, so a person puts in avoid, puts in mitzvahs during the week, and then he should be zaycha to have the Schar of Kedusha Shabbos and Hashem Yisera. But beyond my in Schari. Right. The mitzvah is that he shouldn't have to wait uh, till till Shabbos to get his reward. He should have his reward now. So he says like this. So he says like this. The the, the, the mitzvah is that any the, the concept is that any mitzvah a person does during the week, then the person has the right to demand of the rabbanu shalom, and if he's deserving to receive such a thing, that he could get a little uh, taste of kedusha Shabbos, even during the week. Whatever he's capable of receiving, I'll be close. Whatever 
capability he has of experiencing Shabbos, even on Shabbos, but he should have, he should, he should have the right, based on this pasuk of B'yom Etitin to have a little bit of a taste of Shabbos, of Tayyamah, so to speak, even during the six days of the week, Nimsa. Means that the reward that the Rabbanu Shalom owes a Tamar Chacham for learning or any yid to do mitzvahs, who nimshal l'sacher It's compared to a worker that's that's waiting and expecting his wages. And says the pasuk, he has the right if he asks. The Rabbanu Shalom has the cash, right? If the, if you ask. Then you have the right to demand it, and the Rabbanu Shalom has the obligation to give you, so to speak. I feel bechol shliyeshli tesefis kedusha shabbos lochei nirmas shabbos brushes. That's why shabbos is entered over here because that's that's what's going on in Kenya. So the the story of this mitzvah is when a person fulfills this mitzvah properly through this mitzvah, a person is then zaycha. What the response in menashemayim? What your knows what your when an employer pays his wages on time, what's being activated in the nefesh? And in the entire cosmos is this Indian of the Rabbanu Shloilam bringing Kedusha Shabbos earlier, bringing Kedusha Shabbos into the six days of the week. That's that's the side of this mitzvah. The whole Indian of the Rizal was what? The whole Indian of the Rizal is to bring to, to reveal secrets of Torah for what? Secrets of Torah. Pnimisat Torah is really Torah that belongs. In Yom Shikul Shabbos, it really belongs in Yomaisa Mashiach. The result, the re, there's, a, there's a famous Maisa that the result, there's a number of cases like this where the result made it clear that his Torahs are, are are paving the way for Gula, are, are bringing Gula into the world. Arkadekach, that the result said that if he lived until the year Shin Lamid Hay, he died in the year Shin Lamid Gimel. But if he lived an extra two years until Shin Lamid Hay, then Mashiach would have come. The word Shiloh, the Pasuk says in, in Parashas Vayichi, that Yaakov Yudin gives a bracha to Yehuda, Yehuda, that the leadership should always be by Yehuda, Ad ki Shiloh, until Shiloh comes. What Shiloh? Shiloh means Mashiach. Rashi says Shiloh means Mashiach. So the Arizal said that if he lived until Shiloh, you know, then, then Gula would have come. Why? Because the whole Taurus Arizal is what? Is bringing Gula. What is Gula? How? By giving us Taurus Agula, Taurus, Taurus Mashiach. And there's a whole Indian of the Arizal is what? Is bringing Shabbos early. That's why the Baal Shem Tov, who's in, who's all in his Mishifutz Manesechutz, it's the same Indian, right? Is what? So he, the Chasidim are into Tayyamah, right? To bring to, to to bring the taste of Shabbos early, the taste of Shabbos early. Like I mentioned even Friday night last week, right? That that Bemis Mishif Ben David, it makes sense to to be Makabal Shabbos extra early, right? We mentioned last week by the Friday night that Dafka the Vilna Goyin is Talmidim are Makbid with Taisefa Shabbos. Arab Shabbos and Chassidim are mocked with the Sefer Shabbos Matzoy Shabbos a little bit the opposite of what you would expect but, but um, that's what we spoke about on Friday night but you see this Indian of the Rizal in particular is so mocked but in this mitzvah of what? of because Lefi Shorshay maybe perhaps you can suggest because the, the Arizal's whole Shlichus in the world was what? was to bring Shabbos early and this is the mitzvah that has that school to it Akedekach that he pushed off Mincha right? Mincha see Mincha the Gemara says a person should never, should never belittle mincha, because mincha that's when, that's when, that's when Eliyahu was answered. So what, what do you mean was answered? Because the whole mice of Har Karmel, right? The Jewish people were falling into Avodah so Eliyahu made this whole maimed on Har Karmel, and he gives the famous Moshe Shmuz, right? Um, when are you? How long are you going to be pesach shtei from jumping on two sides? Oil Hashem. And he says, Aneinu Hashem Aneinu, Aneini Hashem Aneini, and the fire comes down, consumes his sacrifice. Obviously, the, the, the idolatrous sacrifices were not accepted, obviously. And it's a huge Kiddush Hashem, Hashem Ulekim. But you see that the whole Indian of that, of that Maimon of Elyonavi was, Ayla Hashem, Ayla Baal. It's the Indian of, of, of separating, of making that Mechitza. The site of the Yom Titin Sharai is to mix, is to cross, not the Chasmishon to cross the Vodizar with Hashem, but you understand, but to, to bring Shabbos early. To be Besech Hashtay Sif. It's a Shabbos or is it during the six days league? Which one is it? Uh, so I'm jumping on both sides of the fence. It's Tuesday, but it's I have a shtickle to Sefer Shabbos because of the Yom Titin Sharai. This mitzvah, this mitzvah overrides Mincha. It overrides Mincha. 
to be when you're in other in other words, put it this way, tefilas mincha might carry with it the, the everything in kedusha might have not a negative side effect, but it might it might it might be taken to an ex, an unhealthy extreme. So the the, the tefil of mincha, which is which the gemara says is, is connected with with El Yonavi, that moment of Har Carmel, the unhealthy extreme of that. So the, the holy holy aspect of mincha is what is Hashem Like you know, you have to make a separation between that which is holy and that which is profane. You can't you can't be jumping in two sides of the fence between holiness and impurity. But if you take that mentality to an extreme, then the mentality then can be, okay, so it's not Shabbos yet. Then I don't I am not going to think about anything lofty during the six days Luke, but I'm not holding by that. And I'm not going to think about anything gula when I'm in the middle of Golas. I must actually It's also that dividing line. So therefore, it says the reason he's makbit to be mekayim this mitzvah dafka before mincha, to soften the iris of mincha that mincha shouldn't be with that tekifas ad kach that it causes that kind of pesach sivim even lagabi things of kedusha that a person also shouldn't feel like what I'm gonna I'm gonna be never I'm gonna have like a like a good Tuesday and a terrible Monday I'm gonna have a good Tuesday afternoon and a terrible Tuesday morning I'm gonna be makbit on like I'm gonna you know. I'm whatever. I'm going to be makbun a chalvi yisrael. At the same time, everything else in my life is falling apart. I'm also pesach shtei sifim. Says reason no. Beyamit tetan scharay. So yeah, the acre thing is Shabbos, but you can have Shabbos, so there's no reason not to. Beyamit tetan scharay. And so that the reason has to be mamtik those dinim that can theoretically come from mincha. In the reason we do find such a thing. There are steers about this, but um, usually we tend to think that nighttime is the time of din. But in the, in the reason we find that the, that he, he specifically goes out of a few places to say that in a certain sense mincha time is the most din, is the most din, even more than night. It's uh, an interesting chiddush, and the mukabbalim try to figure that out. Like, but in a certain sense, the din of mincha is this, is, is that is that line that El Yonavi draws in the sand, which is extremely holy when the when he's trying to separate between Hashem and the Baal. But when it's separating between Shabbos and the six days of the week. That's not a, that's not a good line to draw, and that's we need biyamitit and schar to be mamtik those dinim. Okay, no. Shpizaycha to ask of Hashem for our schar, and then kiviyachal he's mechuyif to give it to us. Shpizaycha to that biyamitit and schar. Okay.